Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Mary Ann. Hello, everybody, and good morning. Thank you for catching another episode here of When Ghosts Speak with Marianne. Marianne, you, you have another episode for us. I do. I do. We can get started on this. Early one summer, I got a call from an owner, and his business was a fishing and a hunting lodge, about 40, 50 acres, pretty big place. And it was a year-round place. There was fishing, and there was ice fishing, and there was snowmobiling on trails, and and there was hunting for all the different seasons there, and all, from bows and arrows to javelins, as far as I knew. And uh, and and th this was a, a very unique place. You had to be a member to go there. It was not open to the public. And a lot of the, and the lodge had, the lodge itself had rooms that could be rented, but then there were also 15 individual cottages. And these cottages uh, slept two to four people. And most people would go for, you know, 10 days, two weeks. I guess if you're going to haul all that stuff there, you may as well make good use out of it. And apparently some families, this is that this membership gets passed down from generation to generation. That's how uh, this is such a unique, special place. And so Frank said, when he called, he says, we have problems and it started last year. And I asked what kind of problems? And he said, everything was breaking. And he said, the plumbing, electrical, two boats sunk. I said, sunk? He said, yeah. He says, probably vandalism. We couldn't make out for sure. And he said, I don't know. He, and he says, you know, Frank, I said, if the, how old is the place? Things wear out. Not everything is a ghost. And he said, yeah, but I think this time he said, this, I, I think there is a ghost there. And well, he was right. There was like four ghosts there when I talked to him. And so I said, okay, tell me this. I said, when's, when do you have the least amount of people there? And he said, usually on a Monday. He says, people will usually finish up on Saturday, go on Sunday, and then it's, you know, we get a chance to clean the grounds and everything, and it starts again on Tuesday, Wednesday. I said, all right. I says, well, Ted and I'll come out on, you know, on the following Monday, and I says, we'll see what's going on there. And I said, tell me this. I says, you said this started about a year ago. He said, yeah, maybe a year, 18 months ago. And I says, what were you doing? Did you try something new 18 months ago? Uh, did somebody get hurt 12 months, 18 years ago? He went, yeah, actually somebody died. I went, oh, geez. Okay. I said, you know, 
this isn't hard, guys. You know, it just sort of makes sense sometimes. And I said, all right. I said, well, I said, there are two ghosts there. Or I said, in the lodge. I says, and then there's a couple outside. I says, I think there's, I said, you have a boat house like? He said, oh, yeah. I says, there's one there. And he said, okay. And then there was one where the snowmobiles were. I said, okay, so that's that's where the ghosts were spread around. And he says, well, here's what happened. He said, my son Frank Jr., I would just call him Jr., he said he's a partner now with me, and he keeps eyes on other businesses like ours across the United States, Canada, just to see what other places are doing so that we stay active and stay, you know, with the everything that we could do new and prove. And I said, gotcha. He said, so Frank Jr. had talked to, to me and he said, um, you know, dad, he says, they're starting to get experts to come in and give classes. He said, what kind of classes? And he said, oh, how to make flies for fly fishing or how to do, uh, if there's new products out, they'll come out and show what new products are, new rods and reels, new knives, new fishing, uh, ice fishing equipment. He said there's all kinds of stuff. He says, and apparently the members like them. It's not something they have to do. And we pay for it. They don't even have to pay for it. He said, so I, I think he says, and, you know, think about it. He says they come back from either fishing or hunting or whatever they were doing, he said, and they all break open their bottle and get out their cigars and have a good meal and sit around and kibitz and talk the whole night about the one that got away and the one that didn't get away. And he said, so it was just something good for, you know, these guys to do. And so it seemed like that was going rather well. And I said, so tell me what happened to the man that died. He said, well, he said, we had a demonstration. A guy came in with knives. And he said, there's a lot of hunters that when they go deer hunting or animal hunting, apparently you have to, when you first kill an animal like that, there's something you really have to do. You just can't throw it in a bag and bring it home. And he said, so they, you know, went over stuff like that and stuff I didn't really care to hear about, to be honest with you. But yeah, I guess that's what you do if that's what you, if you hunt. And he said, um, and the, the, the drinking started. It was, they were really drinking. He says, and these two guys, they're younger. They're not as old as some of the other guys. He says, but the two guys started, kibitzing one another and the one guy threw a knife at the other guy and missed him totally missed him so they started seeing if they could stick a knife in a wall and then they started seeing if they could stick a knife in a you know throw a knife and get it in a stick in a table and junior said you know i really would have thought that the guy that was running this would have said something and I thought to myself, Frank, it's your lodge. Why didn't you say something? I said, you know, it's, 
And, and he said, well, I'm the one that has to be there all the time. I don't want anybody to get mad at me. I went, oh, there you go. That's, that's a good way to think. Okay. So, so this continued and these guys were going back and forth with these knives and he got him to stop for a while because he showed him how to sharpen them. Well, then that really set him off because now the knives were sharper and they're going to stick deeper in the wall. So the one guy said to the other guy, you know, those red solo cups, the 16 ounce ones that the throwaway cups, they come in blue and red. He took a red one and put about an ounce of water in it and made the guy that got hit by the knife stand against the wall with this cup of water on his head. And I went, you got to be kidding me. He said, no. I said, how many people were standing around? He says, there were about seven or eight of us. I said, and nobody stopped him? He said, yeah, no, nobody stopped him. The guy threw the knife. It slipped and it stuck right in his stomach. And he died on the way to the hospital. Sometimes I wonder when men grow up, but that's just a little side note sometimes. So I went, great. So Ted and I go out there. And yes, indeedy, the man that got hit was absolutely there. And he was mad at them for not stopping anybody. And in all honesty, he was mad at himself also for being so stupid and drunk. But then it seemed that that was his excuse. Well, I was drunk and I didn't know better. And now you're dead. So who gets blamed for that? And so he got it all straightened around and he crossed over. There was no issue. The other, there was only one other one outside. The one that was by the boats was still there. And he was upset because the lodge had bought his father's boat when his father died and they weren't taking care of it. So that was his main beef. And so he crossed over. That wasn't an issue. But believe it or not, the one that was giving them all the trouble was a woman ghost. And she loved to fish. Absolutely loved to fish. That was her thing. And her husband was a member and she was a member. And she actually would go out there three times a year, twice with her husband, but once by herself. She would just get up in the morning and go fishing. And she actually liked how learning how to make the flies, to do fly fishing. She she was and the, the men would tease her. They I don't think that the old boys were real happy that women were even allowed to be there. But over the years, things change. You have to get out, get modern. And so women were allowed. Well, she got cancer and died. And so they had a little, oh, ceremony and stuff for her at the lodge because everybody there knew her. And because the lodge, beside their fishing and their hunting, their other big thing was drinking and cigars. 
So the guys are drinking and talking about her and they started saying stuff that wasn't so nice about her. Looked how silly she looked when she tried to do this. And oh, remember when the hook caught her hat and it flew in the lake. And I mean, they were just really ragging on her. And they continued to do that when they went to the viewing. She caught them again teasing and and so she thought, no. And in most cases, cancer patients cross over, but she said, nah, I'm gonna fix these guys. And that's what she did. And she stayed and she was the one breaking everything. And the guys never noticed. Frank Sr. just thought that they were drinking a lot. She was, she was in the middle of the night, she was emptying the whiskey bottles, the booze. She was throwing the booze down the drain. And Frank was buying all this, just thinking that they were drinking more and more. And so this is this is what went on. And she eventually crossed over and she told Frank, she says, but I have to tell you something. And he said, what? She says, you remember Harold? He said, Harold, yeah, Harold's my partner, my ex-partner, my dead partner. She said, yeah, he's dead, but he comes around here too. And he told you he never wanted you to make your son a partner. And Frank looked at me and he said, yeah, he did. And I said, well, he's not real happy that Junior's a partner. And he said, what am I supposed to do about it? I said, whatever you think is right. I mean, what do I know? And he said, okay. So I don't know if he kept Frank Jr. as a partner or not. I'm guessing he did. Um, the funny part was this, and I'm just, I when I do houses, sometimes people have like uh, condos they rent in Florida or, and there was a lodge up in, Canada way, way up high, um, that I cleared that one also, but we got to stay up there for like 10 days because I did it, which was really cool. Now, Ted and I like to fish. And so, and this wasn't that far away. So I asked Frank as we were leaving and I said, so absolutely positively, unless you remember, nobody could even just come fish here for a weekend. And he looked at me and he went, hmm. And I said, Ted and I really like to fish. And he said, oh, yeah, I'll think about it. Never called me. I guess he didn't want us there. <laughs> so th that was that. And it was like he made sure that seeds went up in every cabin in the lodge where the snowmobiles were, where the boats were kept. There were seeds put everywhere. Um, it was one of the ghosts had said that over Christmas, when they were really crowded because between snow blowing, snow, snowmobile trails and that kind of thing, ice fishing, that there was always a ton of ghosts there around Christmas too. So I remember it got close to maybe it was the week between Christmas and New Year's. And like I said, Frank never called me to see if we could come and spend a weekend there. And 
and I was willing to pay for the weekend. Don't get me wrong, but he, he never even offered. But when he called me, and it was around 10 o'clock at night, he says, I'm leaving a message because I want to see if there's any ghosts in here now uh, because it's Christmas time. And he must have lost a seed because there were a couple ghosts in the in uh, on the phone call. And I thought, yeah, I'll call you back one of these days. But I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Just leave them to hang out there in the woods by themselves, Marianne. That's right. <laughs> Let them have all the fun they want. <laughs> I mean, clearly they cannot be left unsupervised to have fun by themselves. No, 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 no. And that's what I mean. What... T- I think maturity levels on different than every guy I have ever met. It seems like sometimes they're so mature when they're 14 and sometimes they're not mature till they're 64. So I don't really know. <laughs> um, well, thank you everybody for listening along. Um, I don't think people are going to uh, be so apt to get into some knife and ax throwing like it's popular to do now. Might 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 want to think how sober your friends are before you engage in sharp yeah. activities. <laughs> My kids and their 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 significant others, they love going axe throwing. They do it all the time. Uh, my yeah. son-in-law even belonged to a club when they lived in Denver. So the, it is a big thing nowadays. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's like, I mean, I don't think it'll ever take over bowling, but it's a big thing. <laughs> it still cracks me up at times when I like people still bowl like that's still a big thing yeah it is um and bowling alleys have all kinds of ghosts in them we need to we need to get a local bowling alley maybe um there you go it could be fun yeah um well thank you for listening everybody um this was interesting I didn't think we'd ever have like accidental murder in a story yeah (laughs) like i said it it was and nobody was held responsible because everybody just everybody was drunk and oh well i i explained that to the emts and to the hospital and and what about his wife and did he have kids which i didn't even know i don't i didn't ask i don't know but it was like and i gotta tell you if he was married and i was his wife I think I probably would have been suing somebody. Yeah. Well, and I mean, well, I don't want them mad at me. Well, way to go on managing your business, you know? Um, And I'm surprised he wasn't shut down after that. And the insurance company and as a business owner, like all the red flags going on, but sure. It's still there. But you have to think about this too. 50 acres in the middle of nowhere. What kind of money was he generating for the County? We'll keep True. it. We'll yeah. Keep. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Politics. Politics. That's right. There you go. <laughs> well, join us on Wednesday morning uh, and let us know what you thought of this episode. And uh, if you yourself have ever thrown knives or will go throw knives somewhere now, <laughs> episodes release uh, early uh, every Wednesday morning. And we are live on all the social medias Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. So come let us know what you thought of the the episode. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to When Ghosts Speak. Join us again soon. Goodbye.